Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. Whom he called, these he also justified. And whom he justified, these he also glorified. Lord, bless the reading and the hearing and the doing of your word. I'm reading this morning here in beautiful Virginia Beach. It's our new home from Romans, Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 8, verses 27 to 30. Right smack dab in the middle of it is one of my favorite verses, might be a favorite of yours, Romans 8, 28. It's this coffee cup verse, something we'd see on that coffee cup we'd pull from the cupboard and fill with that hot joe and begin our day and just makes us feel good inside when we consider that God works all things together for good for you and me. Man, I think it's okay to feel good about that. Those who have been living long enough and have been walking with the Lord especially, we just know that our relationship is not built and based on feelings alone, right? Because feelings change. Emotions change. The Word of God never changes. God's promises never change. That should bring us joy and hope and comfort today. One of the things that stands out to me with this passage is not only the fact that God works all things together for good, but verse 29. We cannot divorce verse 28 from verse 29 because the answer is always found in the context. God certainly works all things together for good, but what is it you and I consider to be good? Is it the fact the guy gets the girl, the girl gets the guy? We find that thing that was lost or we get that job that we've always wanted. I mean, those things may be good, but it's relative to our opinion, our perspective. When we look at verse 28 and connect, connect that, or keep it within the context of verse 29, we find that, yes, God works all things together for good for, for us, for those who love God, those who are called according to his purpose, for whom he foreknew, those whom God foreknew, he predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn, Jesus might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. Peter tells us in his letter that we are the elect of God according to the foreknowledge of God. God just knows ahead of time. It's not that he moves interchangeably and freely between what we call past, present, and future. God is the eternal one. He's the I am. He just is. And he's already in the past, present, and future because he's God. It's it's interesting to me. It's very mysterious for us to think in those terms. But it's amazing how we are on this planet, rotating around the sun, going moment by moment, minute by minute, working out our salvation and yet at the same time, we are seated in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So that, that is amazing. That's mind-blowing. Mind you consider that God foreknew. 
And he's predestined. He's predestined us to be conformed to the image of the Son. If you were to look at this word predestined in the Greek, it looks like pra, pro horizo. Pra horizo. Pro horizon. It's like God has this amazing technology to go over the horizon, to be over the horizon, to see what will be, what's already there. And he can alter, he can calibrate, he can prevent, he can do what he wants because he's God and he's sovereign. But it's obvious to me from passages like this that it is God's plan that we be conformed to the image of his son. And frankly, this is the good, man. This is the good that God works together in you and me. We had this crazy, crazy journey from Japan to the States where our first day in the United States stuck in the San Francisco airport for many, many hours. It was horrible. So cool now to see how God's hand was in every part of that. What was seemingly not good at that time, the Lord worked out perfectly for us. And we had so many opportunities to grumble and complain and murmur and for the kids to just lose their stuff and fight and melt down. And I'm happy to say, man, I'm so proud of my kiddos, my family, my bride for keeping their cool. And uh, keeping the peace. And I'm not here to toot my horn at all, but I'm mindful of so many opportunities where I could have had an attitude of entitlement, of anger, and most certainly was frustrated. But I didn't punch anybody in the face. I didn't strangle anybody. I didn't shout. I didn't yell. And there were just things that, that didn't make sense that happened. Roadblock after roadblock after roadblock because there were certain things I was trying to do in an attempt to get my family on that plane or get our dog on the plane or to get a rental vehicles and just, you know what? Now I'm able to see each and every roadblock what the Lord <laughs> had in mind because if it had worked out my way, it wouldn't have been as good. But in the context here, Paul's comments to the Romans really the good is that we be made more and more conformed into the image of Christ there's no other person more confident secure more godly more capable of imaging the most high God than Jesus Christ and so here we are we see Jesus as the firstborn among many brethren and we get to be like him and he's shown us in his own personal earthly example how we ought to treat people. And not just how we ought to act and behave, but how we ought to react and respond to the things that happen to us in life. And so I'm thankful for those opportunities where I got to see Jesus come out of me. And I'm thankful for the opportunities when he exposes and draws out and bubbles up that sinful man inside of me. And we have a choice. We can either see the things in us that aren't like Jesus and, and just start circling the drain and get all discouraged and bent and stuck or we can rejoice in him we can thank God for showing us that thing and move on right the same Paul said in his letter to the Thessalonians 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 rejoice always pray without ceasing 
in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. What do you what are you gonna do? What does God want me to do? What is the will of God? Paul tells us right there, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. It's God's will that we give thanks. It doesn't mean that we work ourselves up into some sort of praise frenzy or that we find the silver lining or just be positive thinkers. But as an act of faith and worship, we thank and praise God in every circumstance. Always. Pay it forward, man. You know, you know if you have history with Jesus, if you've been walking with him, you know he's working it out for good for you because he loves you. He knows you love him. And so thank him now, not just for the good things, but thank him for the opportunities to struggle. Thank you. Thank him for those moments when you get to see things that don't look like Jesus because you get to own it and confess it and say, thank you, Lord, for being faithful to complete the work you've just begun. Father God, thank you so much for your word. Thank you so much for your promises, Lord, your word and your truth is unchangeable. While I start my day feeling much more rested and mindful than I was that morning and afternoon and evening there in the San Francisco airport, I know that I have changed and you have not. Your, your truth and your power and your promises, they remain the same and I find great joy in you. And I pray that those listening will find great joy and comfort and solace in you. In Jesus' name, amen.